Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the INFJ Whisperer Podcast, where I dissect all things INFJ. You are not alone anymore. There are others like you. Hello, everyone. I hope that you're doing amazing wherever you are in the world. My name is Boom Shaka, and I welcome you to my channel. As you can see, it's snow behind me. Yes, it is. Yes, it's November, but it's snow. I guess this is how it used to be before global warming, maybe. I don't know. I really don't know. In any case, in today's video, I wanted to speak to you about 
embarrassing situations, right? And INFJs. And how, if an embarrassing thing happens to us, an embarrassing situation, or you know, if we are clumsy and we fall in front of a thousand people, or whatever it is, we will stick with that. We'll stick to that or with that embarrassing situation forever and ever and ever and carry it in our hearts as if it is an emblem that we carry with us and it's like the torch of our hearts and we'll never let it go and you know oh my god I remember that thing that happened 30 years ago and I was so embarrassed and I'm never going to do that again so I wanted to share one of these kind of stories with you and then to make you realize how ridiculous it is to hold on to something that happened 30 40 50 60 years ago because you're a completely different person now and that thing happened when you were a baby or a child or a teenager or in your 20s and now you're older and you've you've grown and you know better and so you're never going to do that again of course because you know better and so there's no need for you to hold on to it except as a lesson right and so my story is kind of ridiculous as well and so i think i was six years old seven years old maybe seven or eight six or seven something like that very young innocent little child and i was in middle school obviously but we were in qatar so doha qatar so we lived in the middle east when i was younger and so at that point i think we were in qatar i'm not sure actually i think so so i must have been eight or nine and we were in qatar and uh, there was this tradition in the school that i was in that every friday or something or once a week someone from the school some student had to recite the national anthem, the Indian national anthem. So it was an Indian-based school, like an Indian cur- curriculum. And it was filled with Indian people because the Middle East was filled with Indian people. <laughs> and so, you know, I was chosen to sing the Indian national anthem. And at that point, I was still very young and naive. <laughs> so I was like, yay, good, awesome, I'm excited. Yay, I'm going to re- sing it in front of everyone. It's going to be fun. And so the day came and I hadn't practiced that much because I was overconfident as well. I don't know why I do that. I still do that actually. And so I didn't practice that much. I was like, it'll be fine. I don't know how I imagined that. And so I was standing in front of the entire school. So there's about 500 people. Not, it wasn't a big school, five, 600 people. It's still pretty, a lot of people. And so I'm on the stage, I'm tiny obviously, I'm minuscule and uh, they had to adjust the mic so that it come to me because I was, I was very small. I kind of had a growth spurt at 14, but before that I was a tiny, tiny midget. And so I'm standing there, if that's offensive, sorry, I didn't actually mean it offensively. So anyways, I'm standing there and uh, the mic is like over here and I'm like, like, you know, I'm trying to sing. And so I start singing, I say the first sentence, the first sentence of the of the of the national anthem, which I don't remember what it is now. Uh, anyways, um, and so I sing the first sentence and then I am blocked. I have a block. I can't remember the second sentence. I, I have no idea what it is. I'm like, oh my God, I can't remember what it is. I, I just sang it yesterday. I just sang it a couple of days ago. What the hell? And so I'm standing there completely frozen in front of the entire school. No idea what I'm going to say next. And I'm like, oh, should I just walk away? I was actually thinking I'm just going to run out of there off the stage and then just like hide in the corner somewhere. But uh, people were so nice. You know, they started kind of prompting me. So there was this girl in the front, front row and she's like, second line is this. And, you know, and the third line is this. And so they kind of started prompting me. And so I kind of fumbled or mumbled my way through the rest of it. But it was embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. I must have been red, as red as possible, um, even though I'm dark. I'm sure I was red as a beetroot or something like that. 
And so eventually, obviously, I decided at that, on that day when I finally was able to think straight again that never again am I ever going to go on stage and ever going to do that again. There's no way. I'm never going to do it again. I can't believe I even tried. How could I even imagine that I'd be able to do this kind of thing? That's where my fear of communication in general started and fear of public speaking and fear of being in big crowds and fear of being in front of people. A thousand fears, right? In any case, so I had that fear. And I ran with it and I kind of applied it to everything in my life. So I never spoke up again in class. I never spoke in front of my friends again. I was very quiet all the time. I was afraid all the time. And of course, it kind of haunted me until I finally decided in my 20s, like, enough is enough. I'm not going to hold on to it anymore. It's been 20 years. It's been 30 years. Come on. Let's move on from that. Right. And so I started doing these videos and eventually I started doing more public speaking. And, you know, eventually I got over it. But... Uh, but it's kind of funny because, you know, now it's not as painful as I, as I remember it. I think of, think of it as a pretty funny story. But I, I do remember even in my teenage years, even in my early 20s, I remember that story and I would literally blush right in that moment in time. Like, oh my gosh, I was such an idiot. I can't believe I did something like that. I'm never doing that again. I'm never going to see. And so it kind of stuck with me for a decade or two after that, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure two decades. So 20 years, I held on to it and I let it that one little moment of mistake, one little tiny baby mistake that I did when I was seven or eight years old, I held on to it until my 20s, mid-20s, even later. I, I just kept on dealing with that emotion, kept on dealing with that embarrassment, kept on using it as a, as a thing uh, against doing things or trying new things out or being in front of people or being public speaker or whatever it might be. I kept on using it as an excuse, be like, well, you know, remember when, I, when you did that when you were seven? Uh, yeah, I did that when I was seven, maybe, or eight, but now I'm not that anymore. I'm 37 now, and uh, I mean, or even when I was 27, I could have said, I'm 27 now, it's been 20 years. Let's move on, people. Let's move on, boom. It's enough. You've hold, held on to it enough. You've learned from it enough, hopefully. It was a lesson that the universe was trying to give you of not being overconfident, of practicing, of actually knowing what you're doing when you're going up on stage in front of people, but you didn't. And so that was a lesson the universe was trying to teach you, and that's it. It was a lesson. You don't have to hold on to it until you die. And you don't have to think about it on your deathbed, right? Can you imagine if I'm, I'm lying in bed, oh, sorry, lying on my deathbed and be like, remember that time when I was seven years old? But I can imagine that there's a lot of people like that, not only INFJs, but people in general who might have done something embarrassing 50 years ago and they still think about it and, and blush with shame or, or still think about it and, and go red because they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that 50 years ago. God believe it. I'm never going to do that again. And this kind of stuff kind of is not only with public speaking, which is perhaps not a very important thing, but with little things like, you know, you might ask someone out on a date and they might laugh at you and you're like, all right, I'm never doing that again. I'm never going to ask someone out again. I'm never going to go on a date again. I, I don't like people. I'm going to stay single for the rest of my life. Or, you know, you might, um, I don't know, like apply for a job. And you know, the person messages you and says, um, you know, you're a little bit underqualified for this. How could you even think about applying for this job? Maybe you should think about you know, what your qualifications are first before you apply. I don't know if people do that, but if you know, it's an example. If they did that, you'd think to yourself, oh my God, I'm a terrible person. I can't believe I thought I would be able to apply for this job. I'm never applying to any place again. I'm gonna stick with my job forever and I'm gonna live a small life, things like that, right? And so some things, you know, you're like, well, that was embarrassing. I'm never gonna do that again, it's okay. It doesn't really matter that much. Public speaking is not such a big deal. But in you know, other things, you decide, oh, I'm never going to do that again. And it affects your life. It actually denigrates it and actually makes you a smaller human being. 
it makes your life much smaller it makes makes you smaller it puts you into that box and I, I've done a video on a box before where your soul is kind of like congested and kind of fitted into this little box and because you are holding on to things that happened in the past and you can't move past them you're holding on to that box and you just the box is the door is open in the box you can step out of it if you want but you're like no I'm gonna stay in this box because it's safe here and I don't want to go outside because if I do I have to try new things out and I don't wanna right as you stay in the box even though the door of the freaking box is completely freaking open but you're like no I'm gonna stay in this box because it's easier because I made that one mistake 3,000 years ago <laughs> and if you know I can imagine an INFJ if we remember our past lives I, I can imagine an INFJ being like you know when I was 2000, 2000 years ago when I had that life in Barbados or something and I did that one little thing I'm never doing that again you know I, I learned my lesson I'm never trying that thing again and I can imagine just our, our souls holding on to it for like decades and, and generations and lifetimes for like thousands of years because that's how we do it that's what we do doesn't mean that we have to keep on doing it that way of course and so I really wanted to do this video because you know it's not about the fact that yeah you, you're doing embarrassing things many people do everyone does embarrassing things but the point is, you know, how long are you going to let it hold you back? Right? How long are you going to be like, well, I did that embarrassing thing 70 years ago, but I'm never going to do that again. You know, at some point you have to be like, all right, yeah, I did it. It was 20 years ago. I think I need to get over it and I need to try new, new things because what's the point? How can I hold on to something that I did 20 years ago? I mean, it's blasphemous. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. Whatever you want to call it. It, it, it shouldn't be done, right? So I really wanted to do this video not because I'm like, oh well, look at me, I can get over things. No, I'm actually really on the same process as you. I'm trying to learn as well how to let go of things, but really, I I know that I don't want to be stuck in that box anymore. I've been stuck in that box forever and ever. It's actually a very small box that I was stuck in for the longest time. I'm sick of that box. The door is open. I'm walking out the door. I don't want to be in this box anymore. Yeah. And so I hope that hopefully you can kind of start thinking about your life as well and start thinking about all the embarrassing things you did that you're still holding on to that perhaps you should actually let go and start moving out of that box that you're in right now. If you're in a box, perhaps you're not. And then that's great for you. But if you are in a box and you know that you're in a box, please try to get out of it. It's not that hard. You can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> all right. That was my cheering mode on. Um, if you have any questions about this, please let me know. If you have some embarrassing stories to share with us, please let us know as well. I'd love to hear your stories. And again, thank you so much for watching, for being on my channel. I really appreciate your support. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. If you want to put a face to the voice, you can check out my YouTube channel, Boom Shaka. Bye for now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.